Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Ah, hello. Hello. It's like I just saw you. Like I just saw you. It's good to see an old friend again. I know, it's nice. <laughs> Hello, Wouldn't Hans Wolf is with us right now. Good evening, ah, Hans Good evening, Hans Wolf. Good evening. Uh, we got a new background we're trying out here. I got a. I was saying off the chat here, I went over the weekend, I grabbed a couple of cool images from some stock sites to to peppy up give us a couple more options for a background we're trying our wood grain background very today. nice i like it very much yeah i think it's pretty cool i think it's pretty cool um but you know we also got a couple others coming throughout the next few weeks something to be excited about uh you know <laughs> the background the background people are gonna get excited huh? about the background we still got the old smoke one we got a brick one coming up you know we gotta so get some exciting some yeah options. that is exciting that is exciting. You know what's 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 what what's less exciting? I don't even want to. I want to save that for later. I was gonna say I'm, I'm very. I'm pissed, Bjorn. I'm really right. pissed, man. Don't it's save atomic it for later. Mode. Don't save it for later. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Is it about your team? It's about well, your yeah. team. Isn't you texted it? me over the weekend. Remember, I, I sent you a text. You wrote me back saying I don't watch soccer anymore because you were upset at Bochum imploding against Wolfsburg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah. the next and later you that said, day. You uh, said you told me things about the podcast and I said unfortunately I'm no longer interested in following soccer. <laughs> As Bochum was down for like 3-0 20 minutes in or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, no, Hans, this is the hello dang, I missed the US hour show. No, no this, this is, is the UA. Uh, you're right on time. Mm, you're right on time. Granted, we tend to blend both topics a little bit because with the German American football experience, but American this is football. our US MLS hour. So that's where the only reason I brought up Bochum is because later that day I had exactly the same feeling. I'm like, enough. I've had enough. I, I like, you know, you know me. I'm not a off-of-his-head type of guy. I'm not a reactionary foosball fan. I'm very patient. I think I'm very reasonable. I always give the benefit of the doubt. You know, I was never a Greg Bearhalter out guy, one of those guys. And, and, you know, the whole – I support a club where fans can't say a sentence – I mean, just Without the saying fact, the term Red Bull out or something. The fact or this management sucks. The fact that you've lasted this long really illustrates your point. Thank you. But I'm done. I've had enough. And so is the most of the fan base. So over the weekend, I'm talking the New York Red Bulls, right? So when I'm sorry, I, 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 not that I want to stifle your rant here, but you, you're done. You're done. You're done. I'm done with Gerhard Struber. I'm not done with the club. Ah, okay. All right, all right. All right. I support the club till I die. I'm done with Gerhard Struber. Ah, all right. I'm done with him, you know. 
all the other office guy, everyone hates Dennis Hamlet. And I'm like, I can't really quantifiably say what he does or doesn't do. So I don't know why I'd hate on Dennis Hamlet. I mean, <laughs> he's not amazing, but like, uh, you know, and Joachim Schneider, I don't, I don't really know about him either. He's only been here six months or whatever. I have to give him a little more time too. But with Struber, I'm done. This is the longest he's been a head coach anywhere. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I, I kind I of learned that. I didn't, but that's wild. <laughs> as, as, as the fans, as the fans slowly come to conclusions, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> his professional experience has never lasted more than a year and a half anywhere. Like he, this is his longest tenured coaching position outside of reserve team. Uh, that shows. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it's, his qualities are not obvious. No, they're not. You know, he's bad at communicating, but that's whatever. And then you look at the on the field, you know, and, and he's been coached. It's his third season as coach, and it's the crappiest soccer I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's like, and this then, is and shit. Again, again, not – but again, this is not – it's not – you don't think of the Red Bulls as a – in general, as a, over the last however many years, not a, it's not a possession, but you know, it's not like the beautiful game necessarily. They've always they've been promoting chaos and sort of reactionary. So that's also saying something. I'm just saying like this is really it's uh, it's taken a lot to get you to this point. Well, when we were when we won in 2015 and 2013 and 2018, those years were our prime years under Mike Petke and then Jesse Marsh. We played really good soccer under Jesse Marsh. It was, you know, it's never possession based. It's always high press based, mm-hmm. but they were high energy, dominant. They were great. And then since Jesse Marsh left, Chris Armas let it kind of wither away. Bradley Carnell, we thought, did a good job, but management's like, yeah, hey, let's fire him and replace him with this Austrian dude. And Spend we had an Austrian dude. Two million on this guy. Yeah. Have you seen him? Have you seen him drink out of a water bottle, man? Come on. <laughs> I mean, just wait till you see what I have prepared. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> you know, it's it's like our defense is tight. That's real. Also, our numbers are like we are. We do have the ball in the attacking third. It's not like we don't have the ball in the attacking third, but we don't know what to do with it. We have zero shots on goal. We don't know what we're doing on that field. And you know, we had these two must-win games: home against San Jose, home against Houston. Both of them were last-minute ping-pong goal tie equalizers. Very disappointing. Now we're going up to Montreal, which is the only club in the league that's perhaps more of a dumpster fire than the New York Red Bulls. Although, <laughs> Sporting Kansas City might want to raise their hand. And in the East. LA Galaxy. The, 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 in, the, in the East. In the East. Montreal the East. is it. Yeah. Like, they, they have zero – they were terrible. They have zero anything. Zero wins. They were well, god there. They basically – Sold their entire team, and they finally made a great coach, and they got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, well, I think he wanted. I think there was they were outbid there. Either but, or, Montreal is three points for everybody, right? They're, they're the easy three points. So the New York Rebels goes up to Montreal and they get slammed. They lose two nothing to Montreal. Granted, it's in Montreal, but it's the first. I think it's Montreal's first win of the season or something. All I know mm-hmm. is it wasn't just a two nothing win. The whole game was tough to watch because I'm watching our boys and, and it's like they do not want to be there. It looked like they were contractually obligated to play the mm. game via their MLS contract. And that's it. They're like not, they don't want to be there. 
The vibes are bad. The vibes are bad. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I think Struber lost the locking room. I've criticized his communication skills in the past, and I just don't think he knows how to convey messages to his team. I don't think... I think the team is like un, essentially be uncoached right now. Talk about no leaders. Talk about no leaders with Bayern. And I this think is just not running around. And they're not a group that can. No, they're young. Withstand, withstand that. They need. Yeah, they need to they go need on help. or else they got nothing. Yeah. The system helps the team. You know, the New York Rebels have haven't missed a playoff in twelve years. The last time I missed a playoff was two thousand nine, and we're and we're and now we're talking about how this is as bad as that. And people are looking at the numbers like no. We started 2009 better. <laughs> They're like, we haven't been this bad since 2006. But in 2006, we scored more than wow. twice as many goals. And under Gerhard Struber's tenure, the amount of times we've scored more goals, more than one goal in a game, happened once in his entire tenure. Wait, what? Yes. Isn't no. that bonkers? No, that can't be true. It's something like that. I, mean, I need to find, I need to get my facts straight. But. That's- They've, they were, only spent, they've only scored more than one goal one I, I time? No, that it, cannot be right. That, 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 that isn't a playoff game or something like that. There's some bonkers stat. I need to look it up. I'm gonna Maybe give me some time to look it up. We're under Gerhard Struber during reg, the regular season. We have had more than one goal like somewhere between one and three times. That's it. At, three at most. In the there's, entire there's, regular season over three yes. years? No, well, can't be, we, that can't be true. When was the last time we scored three goals in a game? I don't remember it. I don't I know, remember. but it's got to be more than three times over the last three seasons. It's on Mark Fishkin's Twitter account, the great Mark Fishkin, who I mean, I'm killed, not, I, I don't, I'm not looking, to, not looking to argue with. Who killed an American soccer league over the weekend, by the way, on Twitter. The great Mark Fishkin. Well, that's another story, maybe yeah, for another time. Happened? That's another story maybe for another time. I'll talk about that in a bit. So after this game, all of the Red Bulls fans were retweeting the New York Red Bulls Twitter or whatever, showing the red flag photo. It took me a while to get it. But everybody tweeted the red flag photo, photo the red flag photo, the red flag photo. And apparently the red flag photo is here. Let's see if I can share it for our viewers here. Share screen. Do, 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 do. That's the red flag photo. And the significance of that is that is the photo that the New York Red Bulls social media tweets out when they fire their coach. Apparently, that's the stock mm. photo they use. Oh. So after oh, the game, everybody. Like, this is it. That's it. And it's, it's everybody. It's just right afterwards, there's a long thread of this photo. The fans have had enough. I've had enough. It's done with. Um, it's not done with. I mean, the rumor. I mean, there's a good chance he'll be with on for the rest of the season, no matter what. He's got a contract. And does executive management really care? We never know. The answer tends to lean towards no. So that's sort of my. You've scored is, more than you've scored more than one goal only once this season. Yeah, and, and, but there's another stat from under his tutelage. Under his whole you've, time, you've, you've scored. You've scored more than one goal many times. Last season. I, no, last season? Yeah. I don't know. You, I know, beat, I mean, Toronto, you beat Toronto 4-1. to one. You uh, beat uh, Orlando 3-0. Chicago 2-1. DC 3-0. 3-3 against Chicago. Right, well, um, I don't know what that stat is. 4-1 against DC. <laughs> like, okay, 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 whatever. I don't know. 
Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just like, that just cannot be true. Um, but I this season, it's true. This stat. it's true. This season, uh, you've only scored more than one goal once this season. But this season is is still <sighs> is still young. But you're done with with. However, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I think that guy sucks. It's still young. However, if you're the New York Red Bulls, history has not proven for them to be like, you're right, let's fix this right away. Gerhard, you're fired. Uh, Jesse Marsh, come here, $2 million a year. You're the, you know, Marsh. Or whoever they get their hands on. Uh, uh, Bob Bradley. I would Bob be, Bradley? When Toronto FC fires him next week or whenever he gets oh, fired. Oh, that's, that's imminent? He's coming he's, home. You I'll will take happily, Bob you'll take him? You'll take oh. Bob? Oh, Bob Bradley is New Jersey. LAFCs, LAFCs and Toronto's sloppy thirds. New Jersey's Bob Bradley. Princeton's Bob Bradley. Former New York Metro Stars coach Bob Bradley. His favorite his favorite artist of all time, Bruce Springsteen. He's a Jersey boy through and through. Bob Bradley needs to come home. Bradley, you really want home. him back? You you would be you would want him back? Not yeah. that that's gonna happen. There's zero chance of that happening. But over Gerhard Struber? Hell yeah. I want oh, a coach. Right, right. I want a coachy right. that's coach. A low, that's a low bar. That's a low bar. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't want Chris Armas back. God bless his heart. Really, because I don't want him back. I would be open to something like John Wolniak, one of our old youth coaches, New York Rebels legend John Wolniak taking over. Or something mm. like that. We just need a new coach to give some new energy to these players. They need energy. They need tactics. They're a young group of development players. Uh, okay. Hans Wolf. Just wondering if it's fair to compare 2006 to 2002. Hasn't the bar been set a lot higher since then? No. Yes, it has. In 2006, it was like 10 teams. Um, true. Uh, well, but that even that speaks that speaks even more to your point, then, right? If you're saying, "Oh, they're worse than they are they are they're worse than 2006," then that's really bad, right? This is right now. The New York Rebels are as bad as they've ever been. I guess it's also. I mean, it's it's always impossible to compare teams among uh, among the the uh, ages. The ages, exactly. Thank you. But uh, but you know, relative to the relative to the competition at the time. Yeah, Hans Wolf playing level, performance, stadiums have improved. Yeah, I mean, everything is much much better. Yeah, even just the time. Since 2015, since NYCFCs, yeah, things have really improved. That's true. Well, but not all is lost. Bjorn. Let's see your. Okay. Not all is lost. All right, all right. The fans <laughs> can still have a good time at the stadium. This okay. Don't let the, the sausages are fire. still the sausages are still tasty. God, I love those Rebel Arena sausages. They make good sausages, they are, man. They are good. They're good. Vost. Uh, so, so I have assembled a little fan guide. Twenty twenty three is not lost. You can still go to the stadium. A lot of people on Twitter are canceling their season tickets. I'm saying, don't go to the stadium. Have a good time. And here is how, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Schnitzer Boys presents the twenty uh, uh, twenty three Schnitzer Boys New York Red Bulls. Fan guide. Oh, <laughs> this is exciting. Let's can see you it. see this? I can. Okay. So, fan guide. What should the fans do at the stadium? Well, uh, I have sourced some of my favorite chants from across the pond that we can appropriate in the stadium so the New York Red Bulls can actually have a really good time uh, in the stands. 
Uh, let's see. This first one, I think, is about consumer protection BBB situation. Let's see here. Oh, no, no. This first one is about your relationship with the other fans. Now you can have a good time. Okay. So this is a chant one for the New York Red Bulls in the fans to have a good time. So that's chant one. <laughs> You're nothing special. We lose every week. This is we Arsenal, right? This week. is Ar- Arsenal from not too long ago. Something like that. I, I don't know. I don't 100%. I, I should have sourced it. Have These are from this. different I've English football. So that's chant one. And then okay. say you're tired of that. Here's another chant. This is this is more related to the consumer protection laws. You know, you're an American. You work hard for your money. And uh, you should, you know, this is sort of a live Better Business Bureau review amongst you and your friends. And uh, it's worth it. Now, granted, that would be, we'd say $30, not 40 quid. But you could be like, you could yell at the office, be like, what a waste of $30. What? Maybe to the, to the theme of Yankee Duel Dandy, Americanize it. Very nice. What yeah. a waste of $30. All the live long day. Now, this is for you guys. This is for NYCFC. Ah, the teal yeah. team. The teal to team. Video. <laughs> well, this is sky blue, isn't it? This is <laughs> Something like that. Uh, so this is a chair. This New is York is teal. New York is teal. I love teal. <laughs> this is for us. We were teal. Guys. Well, anyway. Uh, okay. TLC. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm interrupting. My teal, birthday, teal by the way. This is coming up. My birthday. This is May for you. May 13th is when we come. Yes. May 13th. You're going to be at the stadium. This is for you guys. This is for you to have a good, a good time. All this right. is for our fans to yell to you while you're in your um, booth, mm-hmm. wherever you're at. My booth, my special booth. Your special. It's only for Lil. It's only for Lil. How shit must you be? It's only for Lil. Right? So that's what we're yelling at you guys. It's like 4 0? Come on now. You're shit. Houston got us for six last week. Uh, and then this is for you guys to respond back. This is for the ah, NYCFC okay. guys. This is for you guys. A little gift for you guys. Of course, you'd say pigeons, right? You've got more pigeons than fans. You've yeah. got more pigeons. So that's for you guys. Remember that? Oh, for you that's and very Daniel nice. Young and I think I'm definitely going to use that. Yeah, that's for you guys. Uh, but we're not done chanting. We've got, you know, there's a little bit of more bonus. It's a 90-minute game. We have more fun time. And there's stuff to do at the stadium besides watching the game. It's a lot of fun. And here's my suggestion for the New York Red Bulls. Okay. And I have it from another angle. So, so you know, just because they're not scoring doesn't mean you can't. Because it's like, the, 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 you know, it's amazing when they score a goal. You cheer, you hug strangers, right? It's a beautiful moment. And, and the team's not going to score a goal. But don't let them take that moment away from you. Still do it. So here's it from another angle. I love this one so much. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, very you fun. Can, you can. It's funny, but you can see they don't really believe it. No, no. I mean, but but New York Rebels, that's it's the whole so point. Yeah. Still have a good time. Now, this, I was a little ahead of myself. You know, you're at the stadium. We talked about the voice. There's a lot of stuff to do at that stadium that isn't mm-hmm. soccer-based, and you can still have a good it's time. It's true. It's like, actually, when... No, please. No, what were we going to say? What were we going to say? No, I was. Gonna, I remember years ago when my uh, I took my kids to Red Bull Arena for an away game, and they had so much stuff uh going on out there for there were all these excavations for kids there was a beer garden and so when we uh when we finally made it into the stadium my daughter was like what happens now she thought we were already (laughs) like what are we doing now are we going home i'm like no this was all just the preamble this is what we're here to see is the game Uh, so yeah that's it's true there is a lot going on well she she'd be all about this then okay so this is something they should have done that day He's eating pie. So, you know, find a guy in the stands who's eating a voice and cheer him on. Has he got a voice? Is there a mustard? Is there mustard? Has he got a voice? You know, you know, to distract yourself from what the heck is going on on the field. Now, this one I found specifically for Gerhard Struber. This is sort of our, I think, our last one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, well. This was, I'll by the way, see. I'm sorry to before you before Please. you move on. I was this was reminiscent. The pie thing was reminiscent of the, you know, the the chicken bucket chant in in Yankee Stadium. That was a thing. In the first, you don't hear it much anymore because now the team is good. But in the uh, in the early years, where there were often huge lulls uh, in the game, the team wasn't good, especially under under Jason Kreis. And one at one point, somebody just just stood up in their section and showed their you know they have the special at Yankee Stadium where you can buy. Uh, um, I don't know, a dozen chicken tenders on top of some fries and they give it to you in this in this like kind of, you know, like a memorial tub. I think I remember like a little like a little tub, tub. yeah, a little tub with a handle. Right. So anyway, at some point, uh uh somebody somebody stood up in their section. I think it was like 217 or whatever it was on the other side of not not near the supporters and this guy just held it up and started chanting chicken bucket and then <laughs> and this just caught on like for a couple yeah. of years. This became a thing where people would do this. There were T-shirts. You don't hear it anymore. I think that time has passed because now we're actually watching the game. But anyway. But that's the uh, spirit. We've been there. We've been there, Red Bulls fans. We have been there. We know know what it's like. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. And a deleted scene from this video was fans being like, look, he's wearing a pot. And they had a plant pot that they put on the head of one of the security guards. <laughs> and they kept passing around the fans. They're like, now he's got a pot for a head or whatever. The whole song was having a pot for a head. So I'm like, that's the spirit. You can do that with the chicken hat. But this one is a little bit more, how do I say, magical. Why don't you just watch? All right. For Lord, Lord Struba. When you look like Lord Voldemort. 
<laughs> and he looks exactly like Lord Voldemort, by the way, right? I mean, how different is this? I just, this like, is, I just like this is the happiest both of these characters have ever. I've, I've never <laughs> seen either of them uh, uh, this delighted. Well, they're one and the same, Bjorn. And this was surprisingly easy to match up. They look almost identical. <laughs> And that is the Shit the Boys fan guide for the remainder of the Bravo, Bravo, season. Bravo, Bravo. Just a well little, well just a little help for my New York Red Bulls fan. You know, don't let the team get in the way of having fun. Stay. You oh, may be, right. you may be angry, but you still, you're still trying to help. That, I, that's, uh, that's, it's, it's touching. It's very nice. Very well true done. Fan. I'm yeah. a true fan. Nice. And that right there is the Shit the Boys fan guide for the New York Red Bulls. You know, that's all I could offer. Who knows if Struber's going to last? I predict I would love to see him fired early, but his contract's through the end of the year. I think they're just going to stick to him, and then at the end of the year, he's going to go back to Austria or whatever. Um, but uh, we need a new coach yesterday. That's the New York Red Bulls. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other bit of New York Red Bulls news, I guess, before we move on, is a little more information from the Dante Von Zier incident came out. Did you read this stuff? Mm-hmm. Did you read I about did it? not. Oh, we're going to talk about that again? Okay. Well... Well, I want to bring it up. So he had an interview with a Belgian newspaper about the whole incident in Belgium. So we translated it in Flemish or whatever. So we translated it, and he didn't – it was a little different than I realized. So the the full story finally came out. He never said the N-word, by the way. Wait, Uh, what? He never said the N-word. Yeah, that's – that's what that's what happens if you don't control your news. It's just you can assume, and if you assume, you assume the worst. What happened was he called the referee um, a monkey. He said monkey. And in Belgian or in Flemish and Dutch, that is a very common term used to describe a clown, like a, like monkey business. It's like, what a clown. And in Belgium, so, so in his English, in his translated English or whatever, this Belgian dude said, what a monkey in reference to the referee, the white referee. And and I think he said it twice, and the players heard him yell "monkey" and they went crazy about it, uh, which is why um, Jeremy Bobasi later said, "You know what? He said it wasn't directed to any of the players." Now you know what I mean. Now that makes sense. I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now the story makes a little bit more sense to me. Uh, so now knowing that, there's been a new debate whether a that's proper racism. And B, how does that punishment look now? And plenty of people still feel it doesn't change anything. They still think it's racist. They still think the punishment was just. But some people, other New York fans are like, okay, well, I don't know. You should be able to come back from that, right? You should be able to gain the trust of your teammates. You know, it seems maybe, you know, maybe it's just an honest mistake. You know, I don't want to make a judgment on it. I don't want to defend his behavior. I'm just saying that that is the full story. That's what happened. Do we know that that is the truth? Is he speaking? Do we know he's speaking the truth? Has this been corroborated by other people? Uh, seemingly, yes. That I mean, seems... I can't confirm it. I can't confirm it 100%. But, like, you know, the play, no one's denied it. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that's the validity of it. And it makes Jeremy Abobasi claims, what we said afterward, make more sense. You know, um, 
I don't know. Yeah, that's what happens. So, I don't okay, know. well, as a New York Rebels, I mean, fan, if that's what happened, then it seems we uh, need we need we need Dante a little. Bozier. It seems a so. little. Uh, well, anyway, seems a little what? I want to hear. It. I mean, if he called, so the the referee is white, yeah, right, yes, and he called him a monkey. Yes, because but in Belgian that means he clown. meant that's a cl- okay, like like um um uh, It seems like yeah, it English. seems like that kind of a thing could be. I mean, they were they had the game stopped for like twenty minutes. It seems like if that's what happened, that could have been worked out. Yeah, I mean, it goes to and show I you. I guess what we have uh, what we have here is a failure to communicate. I don't. I mean, okay. I guess I'm just taking this now at face value. It seems like it seems weird for people to, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe at the time, I guess, if somebody felt like it was directed at somebody else. Okay, all right. I'm not. I'm not in Dante's head. I think the the jury is still out on whether he, he meant it to be racist or not. Because some people are like, it, he should have known better. You can't use the term. How could, but if he, but how does he mean it racist stuff? if it's directed at a white person? Uh, he said it twice. I don't know. I was on the field, but like, I don't know, Bjorn. But like, he he monkey. When you say monkey on a field these days in America or an English speaking country, uh, especially with well, how sensitive times yeah, are, no, you certainly don't want to. Um, but it seems like well, okay, well, atomic, and it went atomic. The ref stopped the game for twenty five minutes to clarify what was going on. What went off? I guess there was not. Uh, um... He got a six-week ban from calling for calling the ref a monkey, you know. Uh, I don't know. So that's what happened. That's the news. That's the news. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to offer a judgment whether he's still a scumbag or not. I'm not saying that. I'm just clarifying. Seemingly, that's the story of what happened. Draw your own conclusions. It's a six-week ban. To... But, but I okay. think there is a way back, right? He should, you know. There's definitely a way back from that. He apologized. You know, the story is he cried at his teammates later that night and really apologized, and he's very upset about it. You know, like I said, learning experience. All right, we'll see what happens. But I I am in the let's take Dante back fan club because we need any firepower we can get, hopefully under a new coach, and hopefully the players do get his trust back with him and they figure it all out. Bop, bop, bop. Anyway, that's the New York Red Bulls It's segment. like what, but there was – Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I, uh, I hadn't heard this, and I would need some, I would need some more information. It's like, but his own teammates were very upset with him, and I feels like it seems like if he was just, oh, I was just calling the ref a monkey. That doesn't seem that wouldn't wouldn't warrant that level of of upset. Yeah, anyway, I don't know either. But that so seems it's to be the story. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Something is not something's not quite adding up. Anyway. What should we What should we talk about? You want to talk about? Uh, well, U.S. NYC. soccer has big news, but we want to save that for the end. I'm sure you want to talk. NYCFC was flying this week, right? NYCFC so total we contrast. Had a, had a good game. We had a good game. I was kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um. Yeah, we played. We've decided that. Talis Magno is not the nine. Gabe Siegel is not the nine. Now we're playing Santi Rodriguez. As the false nine, and people were like, oh, how long is he going to take to figure that out? Not that long. Scored two goals. Um, 
made the team of the week, uh, Richie Ledesma and him seem to be getting along. Uh, yeah, it was a good, was a very solid. I mean, again, this was this game was closer than this result um, appears. The first half, especially, was pretty tight. Dallas had some chances. Um, Bjorn, but, I'm at the edge of my seat here. You're not answering the question. Did you find a good seat in the stadium? Oh, I did. Yeah, the both Hans and uh, and Daniel were correct. The sections one one hundred one through one hundred three are the places to be, in my and that's opinion. That's where you were at. In that's City where you Field. Were at. I did not. Uh, I had a bunch of. Um, I was meeting other people, so I stayed at the original seat. Um, so I looked, I looked closely, to get in, but I look closely at the sidelines. It's weird at City Field. It seems like none it of is, the sidelines match up. It's with it's the it's a little it's a little odd, but you can but you can you have a good view in like Daniel was saying. You have from one hundred one to one hundred three. You have a good view. They're general admission those sections, right. so you have to be there early. And you know if you're in a group, it's a little bit harder to organize. I also can't transfer my tickets. Right into that section because they're like a different category, or whatever. But anyway, yes, that is going to be the spot. And I actually saw a bunch of people in there that are that are that sit near me in uh, in Yankee Stadium. So that's where I'm trying to get a, I'm going to try and get into uh, next um, next time. But even the other seats were very nice. It was just a lovely lovely evening it was very warm the weather was good we had again the city field uh food options were were excellent the pig beach sampler the big pig beach barbecue sampler was quite solid nice and uh um, can i off can i offer a quick new york red bull sidebar here please so there was an interview with mark de grand pay the grand prix recently our fearful business president our, excuse me, our fearless business president <laughs> should be fearful. Uh, and he mentioned what he's been working on is that he's been adding extra security so that people don't sneak into different sections at the stadium. That's what he's been working on lately. So I'm just like, cool, cool. Is that a huge, that's that's a huge problem. And that's, that's, that's pretty, really I, I agree. That's probably number one on the list of uh, New York Red Bulls <laughs> people, problems right now. You need to pay three extra dollars if you want to go in here. Yeah, and if, I don't know if you noticed, but the stadiums are empty. So I love the fact that that's, he's just like, the, no sneaking, no sneaking. Alienating alienating the few paying customers you have left. Yeah. You know, just to want to offer what's like the New York Rebels side of things. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. So no, anyway, fair, you had a good time. Fair, fair point. Well, yeah, it was a lovely evening. And the game was, in the end, pretty relaxed. There was a bit of a, again, the last kind of 20 minutes got, got a little tense. We gave up another set-piece goal. But in overall, a very, very good performance. Everybody quite solid. But it looks like we're not getting a number nine before the trade deadline, which is today. I don't know if there's any kind of left. I think we've sold our left back, Malta Amundsen, to Columbus just now. I think I heard that news. Let me just trade check it. here. Yeah, oh, it's so not official. It's not official yet, but I saw that on Twitter that that yeah, Malta Amundsen has completely fallen out of favor with Nick Cushing. He has barely played, so he's going to Columbus mm -hmm. presumably, which is good. Good yeah, to get his contract, get his contract off the books, and we still need number nine. Might be until the summer. I, I heard a couple rumors of people that got that got uh, where we had offers rejected, but it seems like we have some quality. 
I this, saw you vote on Twitter for the player of the week. Santi, Santi Rodriguez. Rodriguez should be player of the week. I don't think he won. I think whoever, uh, but but he had a great game. Also, Luis Barraza, the goalie, had a very good game. He made the bench of the team of the week, and he had some good saves, especially in the first half and the second. So he, this could have gone very differently. This was not the blowout that the results sort of suggests, but it was a great. I mean, overall, you're saying. You're just completely uh, disillusioned with your whole setup. I really sure. thought we would. I really thought we would struggle for a while. I thought that you know, there's a lot of turnover. Maxi Morales leaving. We don't have a number nine. We were Alex Collins. You know, the spine of the team basically: Collins, Morales, and Tati Castellanos all left. Good I you. really thought. I really thought we would have a bit of a down year, and we still might. I don't know. I mean, it's early days. But I so far I would say it's going better than I expected, and uh, yeah, for me is, it's going worse than I expected. For you, it's going well, better were, than expected. Yeah. So good for you. Have fun. So you're going to be there on your birthday. My, you and me have the same birthdays, by the way. I mean, not the same. I'm on my. I'm on May fifth. What? So we're both oh, May. We're both my birthday is May fifth. Both Taurus. Both Tori. So are you going to go to the? Are you going to? I remember you mentioned you're going to go. You get a good. I bought. I bought fourteen tickets. I bought fourteen tickets. I'm going to bring oh. friends. So did you get a box or are you going to be in this phase? No, I've tried to. I, I emailed them. Oh, this is an interesting question. They need to you be were, free, you were, right? You were, I was just going to say that. You were saying how, you know, your guys are 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 worried about. Um, yeah, but no one's in any, like no, one, like no one's there. So I don't understand what they're policing. Well, That's this is a like, question. This is a question for you then. What do you think? First of all, I had to email them twice. Okay. So I, I, I filled out the I filled out the form months ago because I was like, oh, this is and I was like, maybe maybe I'll get a box. I had a deposit down for my I had a big birthday during the pandemic and I was going to uh, uh, party in a box at Yankee Stadium. But then, you know, obviously that didn't happen. So I was like, well, I still, you know, have, have a little bit of a budget, I guess to do that kind of thing. So I emailed them and then I had to email them twice. First, they didn't respond. Then they emailed me back. So what do you think? Um, well, I got two offers for a 17 seat suite and for a 24 seat suite. Oh, nice. All inclusive premium food and beverage, including beer, wine, liquor, uh, Suites entrance opens 90 minutes before kickoff. Two valet parking passes. Halftime first team player autograph signing. I'm like, I don't need that. That's an amazing package. Personal suite attendant. Access to our VIP entrance. Access to the gaming lounge. Sideline views for all locations. How much? What do you think this is worth? 17 people or 24 people? (sighs) Good question. I kind of remember what the prices were for the same experience here at the Galaxy. I mean... Okay, I'm trying to think. Either it's low or it's high. I imagine it's high because I'm not going with it. Are they? Are is it like? In my mind, that's a five hundred dollar package. Maybe that's low. Maybe up to like seven hundred bucks. Maybe seven eight hundred bucks per like person. No, no, for the whole package. So seventeen of you can split it seventeen ways or whatever. Is that low? I don't know these things. Or or was it three grand? What are we talking here? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm just gonna guess. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars for seventeen people. I would not have hesitated. Oh, okay. I would have immediately, okay. Would have immediately do, do, booked it. Happily. Do they? Are they asking like five grand, something like that, or is that too high? Seventeen seat suite, ten thousand five hundred dollars. Yo, 
24 no. seats tweet. $12,500. You, you, you F it. You kidding me? And an empty stadium that no one wants six, to go it's to? It's $500. The, 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 the lowest rate is $500 a person. Yeah, and that's to watch Serge and Goma play? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, in my case, it's to watch Santi Rodriguez play. But like, no, but, but you know what I'm saying? That is crazy. Where's that's Mark crazy, right? Page? That's crazy. I, I have asked about that with the Galaxy. I don't remember the price, but it was not ten grand. I, it was one of those things where it's like maybe I could swing it, and there's no way it would have been ten grand. You know, I mean seven hundred. Like, that's I mean that was also a crazy number. But I was like, I don't know what I was gonna pay in Yankee Stadium. It was like maybe, but it was also more people. I think it was more people, and it would have been like maybe three or fourth. I don't remember. I don't want to quote anything publicly i don't remember what it was but this was just ridiculous this is like yeah. oh i don't even have to think about it thank you no thank you yeah and then so you got i mean you spent i just what, bought five, I just bought, five dollars per ticket <laughs> i just bought 14 tickets no right. i don't know they were behind the goal right. on our on yeah, our yeah. fan side of the i don't know what what i paid but it was not uh yeah it was it's going to be cool because you guys are going to be the only ones there. The Red Bulls fans are going to be there. So <laughs> No, but that's the only time they come. It's, I, they I, not this year, Bjorn. Bjorn, not this year. I don't think – I think that's the one time people are going to show up. I know my people. There's not going to be any Red Bulls fans. They're, right. done. they're done for the season like I am. If I'm done, then they're done. Hans um, Wolf likes like Section 104 in City Field. That one, that one I didn't check out. That one is a little bit offset and higher up. That could also be good. I will, I will, for the next one, I will maybe, yeah, we'll sample that one as well. Speaking of the Galaxy, uh, they finally won. Good for yeah, them. Pretty good game. It, you know, turnaround too, is happening. Tournament. It's a fun game. It is something, something too, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Please, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, there were no fans there either. They're still mm. committing strong. Still and they didn't crop it out. You could really see the empty fan section, so... Good on them. Uh, the average attendance of the Galaxy is four thousand less than it was last year, so they're taking a bite out of the out of the apple there. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say I really this is a thing I was going to talk about last week, but didn't. It's now with this MLS Apple situation, I really see so little other games. Right, right. It's, I mean, uh, I watch uh, them on demand later. Um, yeah, I guess that's just. I guess I could do that. I could on Sunday. I could just sit down and watch, watch. Uh, um, but I end MLS, up watching MLS three sixty. I don't know. But I, end I up kind of have. The I kind of have a policy. I have a policy against a general policy against watching recorded. Sport right. Me too. Because it's to like, where is it gonna? Where is it gonna end? If you're gonna, if you're gonna record games and watch them, like then you can just spend your entire life. Just watching sports, but uh, speaking of that, well, yeah, a a a. I agree. I'm confused. Sometimes there's a Sunday game because of midweek action, and mm-hmm. there should be one or two Sunday games every week, in my opinion. And sometimes there's an early game just because. But then, but lately there hasn't been an early game, and I realized that yeah. when I watched the LA Galaxy or the LAFC, it must have been in the early game slot. Because during 7.30 p.m., I could never make it. I work nights. I work that night. So if I'm at a Galaxy and LAFC game, it must be on a Sunday or an early game slot. And and I'm wondering why they don't have those every week. They didn't have an early game this past weekend. You know what I mean? So I'm a little yeah, confused yeah. by that. I mean, I think it's probably also still. There's 
but figuring things out it's still it's all a, it's all a work in progress but it's it's just funny it's like you used to have games all at all times so right so you had just random you know at random times you could watch some mls and now no it's like uh yeah i go to the stadium i come home there's only like two games right. two games on and there's just they're just uh, halfway have we done? Hans Wolf says Barraza was a Puma during that match. Very quick response time. Yeah, he had some good, he had some good saves. It's he also his distribution is 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 really pretty solid. Unfortunately uh, for Barraza, starting, this is an Adidas league. So I'm starting. Yeah, way. he was the, the wrong uh, wrong side of the he river. Was, maybe he'll be an Adidas next week. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 slowly getting on the Barraza train. I was not a believer initially, but uh, I'm 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 happy. I would love to be wrong about that. Here in LA, we got the Jonathan Klinsman train, and I cannot board that train ever because it's just one blunder after another with that young man. But, you know, he's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better. Okay. Uh, not a lot of crazy results. Atlanta and Chicago had a fun yeah. uh, I think Atlanta won at the buzzer beater goal. Yeah, late one. St. Louis Cincinnati. was slowed down by Colorado this weekend, which was very surprising. One one there. Mm -hmm. uh, Seattle. I always forget. Did Seattle play? How'd Seattle do? Was Seattle, Seattle beat Minnesota. Um, beat Minnesota. One zip. And uh, yeah, England. Yeah. I think in the East, Cincinnati, New England, and Atlanta are the are the are the teams that are kind of ruling ruling That's the East right now. Pretty. They're the top teams, and then you know we're right behind. LAFC was a tie, but still a great game. LAFC still, I'd argue, the best team in the league right now. Uh, they have a game in hand, and if they win, they would have the more points than anybody. And they play, they play the Union in CCL this week. We have, we have CCL, and we have the Open Cup. People, please, that's Watch right. The Open Cup, support the Open Cup. One hundred percent. It's a it's service. A fun, it's, it's a fun it's time. An it's expensive for the teams. It costs them money. They don't make money on it. But it's a service. It's a nonprofit charity thing. Let's wish them the best. Uh, okay. So speaking of all that, I'd love to share, unless you have anything dying to say, I want to get into our last segment here, which is about U.S. soccer and U.S. Matt soccer Crocker. culture. Matt yeah. Crocker. Matt Crocker. A man who no one knew before today. We all did our Googling. And he is an obscure... Are you about to say you knew who he was? I didn't know who he was. Uh, I no. Yeah, I um, no one knew who he was. But um, having having just looked into it a little bit, it seems like among the people who do know him or have known him, there is like a, there's always almost disbelief. It's like how did they get this so right? Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good hire. Now, there's two topics. One is about U.S. soccer. There's about U.S. soccer culture. So we had the USA-Mexico game midweek. It was, you know, it should be a bigger story, but just isn't because it's not a FIFA window and home-based squads. And it was a pretty bleh game, you know. Jimmy Sands had a very good 90 minutes. He did. Jimmy Sands stuck out. Jimmy Sands stuck out. I thought uh, it was one. It was nice to see him really in his best position. He used to... Uh, uh, play center back mostly. Uh, in his previous uh, previous time, he got some, he got some time with the national team, so that was good. And I think he had a very solid had a very solid game. That was lovely to see. But yeah, and other than that, I agree with you. 
Yeah, this is a precursor to the USA versus Mexico Summer Series because we're playing them in a real game uh, for a CONCACAF Nations League semis. Mm. And then a betting man would say they're also going to play each other in the Gold Cup final in July. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. But that would be here in always, LA. That doesn't okay. always work out like that. Not always, but more times than not, it does. Even if it's not the final, maybe they'll play each other in the semis or something. But they might meet at the Gold Cup. Anywho, U.S. Soccer, interim head coach Anthony Hudson, no soccer director, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, rumors are circulating that they have offered the contract to one Matt Crocker, who is an English football executive, an English football executive. He was at Southampton for many years. I think he was at the English FA. Maybe, uh, but he was at Southampton twice, and, and really, and and very, very um, dug in to youth development and the um, women's game, and women's which, game, which and is just important and, for and this just, post. just a guy who has who has uh, um, who really turned the whole England youth system around when it was struggling. So, a uh, serious, some serious credentials. I mean, right now you say, "Oh, this guy comes from Southampton." You look at Southampton; they're last in the in the Premier League. No, 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 no. But that's, no, that's not, not what I'm saying. This is, that's not what this is, right? Southampton has created; they've been a success story the last few years. Southampton yeah. has created the league's best, some of the league's best players. Uh, Southampton and one of the longest tenured teams in the Premier League, uh, outside of you know the, the the big ones. And I would take Ralph Hasenhutl as a New York Red Bulls coach in a heartbeat. He's available, huh? Maybe he wants to come to New York, former no, Southampton coach. But anyway, I like this hire because it's a soccer guy. It's not some suit. It's a real soccer guy. And he's from outside of the U.S. soccer system. Mm-hmm. I believe the Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think uh, Claudio Reyna has him on speed dial. I don't know. Probably not. Bingo, bingo. But that led to this weird debate from the Galasso show um, where they said – I think I think I forgot who it was. One of the pundits is like, he's not, he needs to understand US soccer culture, is what they said. And it led to this big debate. TAC manager on Twitter is like, US soccer doesn't have culture. And then the transfer mark guys are like, we have culture. There's this whole fight about culture. And I put my two cents in. And my two cents are US soccer does have culture. You can't sit there and say it doesn't. You know, people are like, oh, but England, Germany, and Brazil, they've got culture. We're just fragments or based on that. It's like, eh, sure, whatever. But the story is, do you need to understand this culture to succeed here? And I feel the answer is no. Uh, I think it's bad mentality. To, to It's like old boys club mentality. It's like we should be open to shaking it up. We should be open to changing. We should be open to improving. And this guy is coming in. He's got a great resume. Let's give him the resources and wherewithal to succeed here. That That's, that's my message, you know. And I want to say U.S. soccer does have culture, you know. We, we have two main cultures and two subcultures, I would say. Uh, our main culture is we played the game back in the college days. And then during NASL, the English sort of taught us how to play it again. And then that led to soccer moms and orange slices on Saturdays and Sundays. That's American soccer culture, number one. Then there's a second culture, which is the Mexican football culture, which is Mexicans and Mexican-Americans. They play, they watch the Mexican League, they watch with the Mexican team. That's also a big part of American soccer culture. Then there's the hipster EPL guys that came because of Fox Sports World and NBC Sports in the mid-aughts. And then there's people like my parents and you and me where the world has become so small 
and media is just so there's just a plethora of options on the tube now and we can reconnect with the old world again like my parents can watch the bundesliga again old english people can watch the prem again you know well, what there's I mean? so many prem oh. people prem fans now that's a big right. that's a because of the hipsters in the, in the so middle. So if you if you yeah. wanna, yeah, I mean, well, let's call that U.S. Soccer 3.0. It's one of the .0s. That's U.S. Soccer 3.0. Um, you know, and there you go. That's U.S. Soccer culture. You can't sit there and say we don't have culture. You- That's the culture. Is it the same as German culture or Brazilian culture? No, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Is what I'm saying. I think, yeah, those kinds of discussions are. <laughs> pretty pretty fruitless most like of course there's culture there's the game people go to games i mean yeah there's stuff going on there's all kind like, like you're describing there's you know they have like um on mls 360 they got shep messing showing pictures of himself next Mick to jagger, Mick jagger yeah. going to studio <laughs> 54 and there's stuff going on i mean yeah it's not the same but it's never soccer the same. mom there's also what's the term what's a soccer mom Right. Well, but soccer mom is like, American phenomenon. But that is that's a that's a. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would even claim that as soccer culture. That's like a political term. Like that's like a demographic of people. You know, like the suburban. Uh, you know, yeah, they're not, they're supposedly they're the ones mom. they're the ones who um who won George W. Bush the election back then. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not it's, it's part, not baseball no. mom, it's not football mom, it's not hockey. But the, mom. there's always more, there's always been more people playing it than watching it historically, right. although that's no that's no changing. True. So but I don't even know if I I'm not sure that I want to even include the soccer moms, but like I mean, yeah, there's there's South American, there's Middle Central American, there's Mexican. It's, it's like it's a mix of all kinds of things. And that's what's I mean, it's the, the Euro snobby mentality of like, oh, if your club hasn't been around for 200 years, it doesn't count like it's stupid. Like it doesn't, right. you know, whatever. That's it's just. Uh, uh, um, so it's, do it's you need- a, it's such a moot it's such a moot argument like uh, what is better than or is the or the yeah i don't think does he need whatever. to have an understanding of u.s soccer culture well i think there's i think uh, this, this is the next thing i was gonna say it doesn't matter where somebody's from people are different you know it depends on uh, it's it's a very individual thing we have had we have lots of coaches Hans Wolf is saying soccer moms help shape the country. Not no diss on the soccer moms, but it's like, you know, they're not like going to the stadium, the soccer moms. They're driving their kids to practice. Anyway, uh I've lost M- MLS MLS really tried to get them to the stadium, by the way, back in the day. I mean, that's yeah, that's where they right, right. You say it doesn't matter where they're from, then why is he from England? It doesn't matter where people are from. We have seen people come from Europe and go like, I mean, throughout the history of MLS, we have had seen people come from Europe and be like, oh, oh I'm going to show, I'm going to show these people, uh, you know, which way to kick the ball. And this is all, I'm going to just phone it in. And they, those people have struggled. And then we have had people who come, you know, like any, who come with humility and who, who say, oh, you know, I'm 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 no better than you. I'm just here to do a job. And then that works. Like Patrick Vieira did well. Uh, Ronnie Dyla did well. Uh, he also wasn't a big name. Uh, Dama Tarant did pretty well. Hans Baca uh, did well. 
Um, but yeah, there's also you know Gary Neville is now struggling and and Phil uh, Neville. There's Phil Neville. Phil- yeah. Oh, Gary, yeah, right. Gary Neville's a one pundit in England. His brother, his name, uh, his his dad's name is Neville. Neville, Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, uh, Wayne Rooney. We'll see how that's going to go. Um, but yeah, I think it's not about where somebody's from, and it seems like this guy. I am certainly not historically. I have been annoyed in this country, especially when it comes to commentary, that everybody has to be from England. Right. It's like you have to be a to be a pundit. You have to be. An English person, but that is now that's changing. Only the ESPN FC are like the last holdouts of the like old dude uh, uh, English blowhards. The Bundesliga, they get a bunch of German people now to to do color commentary. And uh, I historically, I would say you don't you know not everybody has to be English, but it sounds like this guy, wherever he's from, seems like he's the right kind of person. And I think right. that's really all you want, right? You're looking for. An individual, you want to be as judged on your individual merits. You don't want to be like, oh, we need a foreigner for this, or we need a. I mean, but what I will say, what I will say, it's a smart move that he's from outside of the system, though. Well, certainly with this with this whole recent incestuous BS, I think that is true. And the other uh, part of this, the other sort of tin foil hat theory is the last coach he tried to hire for Southampton was a coach named Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh, yeah. So now they're I like, guess, oh. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, could very well, that could very well happen. And you know, I would be I mean, fine I, with that appointment, by the way. I would be perfectly fine with that appointment. Okay. I, you know, is he perfect? No, I know it's a high-press club coach and national team, but he's not. He would have to adjust. We'll adjust. But, yeah, well, well I, I don't know. I mean, I still feel like... Uh, I, it, it's, it's, yeah, I, I feel like Greg Berhalter deserved better. I mean, even if he did, even if they weren't going to renew his card, like for him to, for, for his tenure and, and this way, because even if he doesn't, if, if they hire anybody else, there's never going to be this moment of appreciation where you're like, that guy did a, he, that guy, I think did a pretty solid job. He was not the perfect, you know, nobody's ever the perfect coach. Um, it is awkward. Anyway. They should have, they should have. I thought about this. They should, before they even hire a coach, they should have a Greg Bearhalter Appreciation Day. Testimonial. It should be like testimony. Be like, ladies and gentlemen, he did amazing. Give a round of applause. He did great for our service. Yeah, he took our like thing that. from point A to point B. We wish him the best. Like, give him a little award or something. And then but when that's done, go hire. But a new now coach. it's like, oh yeah, you did a good job. We're gonna stress test your marriage, and uh, then just you know not hire you again. I mean, that was the Reina's fault more than the U.S. Soccer's fault, though, don't you think? But, but I don't no, know. I'm not Do blaming. No, I'm not blaming. Of- I'm not blaming anybody for that specifically. I mean, other than the Reina's, I'm not saying U.S. Soccer did this wrong. I'm just, I just feel, I feel sad. I feel sad. I feel a little sad for Greg. Or how about this? If I'm U.S. Soccer, I would announce a one-term policy. And be like, Greg Bearhalter did his term. Site once we have a one cycle policy at U.S. Soccer, which I think is a healthy policy. Every four years, when it, 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 it's a World Cup cycle system, and then when the World Cup's done, new one, which would do two things: a, you can get rid of coaches who've been around too long and lean on the policy, you know, and b, it also stops this nonsense where U.S. Soccer has interim coaches for one or two years at a time <laughs> in between our cycles. That is, I mean, that on. is pretty. That, that is pretty crazy. It's like I like that Anthony, to stop. 
this yeah. is like whole Anthony Hudson thing. It's like it's yeah. When you look at this, he has no qualifications to be our head coach at all. And he's just, but he's also prepared. just also it's just so. like what is this? What is this for? You know, these ga- this game with his like yeah. It's it's yeah. No, I agree with that. Just have a have a coach. So U.S. Soccer. <laughs> so Matt Cocker, Matt Crocker. What's his name? Cocker or Crocker? Crocker. Rock, Crocker. Uh, uh, one cycle it's policy. Going to be announced. This is not a rumor, by the way. He's going to be announced yeah. officially tomorrow at eleven. Tomorrow, whatever. Paul Tenorio said it was like pen to paper, or whatever. But I'm saying, you know, whatever. We have the scoop, maybe. Uh, you know. So first suggestion: one cycle <laughs> policy. Get rid of Greg, bring in Jesse. You know, I, I know uh, what's his face. Jim Curtin over at Philly Union wants to be the associate head coach, the defensive coordinator, and Jesse be the offensive coordinator. Honestly, I think that would be great if they work well together and it works. I'm all about that. I think that'd be a good idea. So we'll sounds see. good we'll to see. me. Okay. Uh, any last thoughts on MLS and US? That's soccer? it. All right, watch the US. Watch CCL. Watch CCL. Watch the US Open Cup. A replay of MLS Cup Final, Philly versus LAFC, a lot of fun. Watch the U.S. Open Cup. Watch the German Cup. Why not? Watch them all. Watch it all. Watch it all. Watch Wrexham go win the Premier League or whatever. Do that. Okay. This has been Schnitzel Night. We're on podcasts. Like and subscribe and tell your friends and rate and review. Uh, Oh, we got five viewers. Hey, Tom, and we're leaving. Sorry, guys. The Interactive Fan Podcast. Tom does not want Mars for the national team. Well, okay. We'll save the discussion for another time. Yeah. Right now, just about Crocker, baby. We'll talk about that many more times. Many, many more times. All right, everyone. Thanks for coming to Shit So Night. Tschüss. Bis nächste Woche. No worries, Tom. We love you.